to hear some of the chatter in financial markets and corporate America's C-suites, a U.S. recession is imminent and inevitable. Well, that's not necessarily so. With Bob's World, I'm Bob Welch. More in a minute. You've no doubt heard more than a few people concerned about an economic downturn. After all, the price of the fuel to drive everything from our vehicles to the vehicles out there bringing us things can't really be ignored. Remember a few weeks ago when I mentioned that the Federal Reserve's role in adjusting interest rates is akin to the captain of a ship adjusting the steering ever so gently as to make sure the direction of the ship is corrected, our economy, without jarring anything. And there's a time element into all this too, kind of like a ship. Some effects of the adjustment are seen sooner, other effects are seen later. As an article on Bloomberg.com by Rich Miller pointed out over the weekend, while the danger of an economic downturn has risen as growth has slowed, most economists argue a contraction is unlikely in the immediate future. Given the continued strength of the jobs market and the more than $2 trillion in excess cash in aggregate that is on household balance sheets nationwide, it's next year they're more worried about, as the Federal Reserve's continuing interest rate hikes increasingly bite and decades-high inflation eats into that cash surplus that some people have stocked up. But even then, an economic decline isn't a slam dunk. Ex-Fed official and Deutsche Bank economist Peter Hooper was among the first to forecast a recession, and he puts the odds of one happening next year at more than 70%. He says he can still see some scenarios for avoiding one, though. That would, to use the words of Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, take luck and skill on the part of the Federal Reserve as it seeks to rein in surging prices, which is the reason why we were adjusting interest rates in the first place. Success will also depend on forces beyond the central bank's control, a point Fed Chair Jerome Powell himself has made amid supply chain shocks caused by the pandemic that are still having ripple effects, and Russia's Ukraine war. Based on the critical assumption that the worst economic effects of COVID-19 and the war are behind, Moody's Analytics chief economist Mark Zandi is betting the Fed can pull it off. A lot is at stake. A recession would likely throw hundreds of thousands out of work and trigger another big downdraft in the stock market. It would also spell further trouble for President Joe Biden, whose Democrats are already on the back foot in defending thin congressional majorities in November's midterm vote. Biden on Friday touted the latest sign of strength in the jobs market, even as he acknowledges it's likely to be overshadowed in Americans' minds by the pain of sky-high inflation and inflated prices at the pump, too. Cracks are starting to show in an economy that's coming off a growth rate that last year reached the highest since 1984. The housing market is buckling under the impact of a big jump in mortgage rates engineered by the Fed, with new home sales plummeting in April by the most in nearly nine years. Technology companies that prosper during the height of the pandemic are retrenching and cutting staff, and retailers like Walmart and Target are trimming their earnings forecasts as they struggle with surging costs as well. That set off alarm bells on Wall Street. The Nasdaq Composite Stock Index has slumped into a bear market, while corporate bond spreads have widened to reflect a growing risk of recession. 
Some corporate chieftains are working the worry beads, too. Bigwigs from J.P. Morgan Chase, Chief Executive Officer Jamie Dimon, and billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk to Gary Friedman, the head of furniture retailer R.H., voiced wariness last week about the possibility of a downturn. However, Megan Green, global chief economist at the Kroll Institute, said recession concerns are premature. She says consumers, the bulwark of the economy, still have a lot of financial firepower built up from earlier in the pandemic when we were sitting around with nothing to do except go to the grocery store and the pharmacy and showered with stimulus checks from the federal government. Obviously, those who were less well-off spent that money right away, as they had to, but a lot of people got those checks and didn't need the money immediately, and they may have saved it. That's all enabling consumers to keep on spending in the face of higher prices for food, gasoline, and other necessities. After stripping out inflation, growth in consumer outlays actually accelerated in April, according to data that was showed on May the 27th. But inflation will continue to eat away at household nest eggs, making next year's outlook more fraught. Megan Green at the Kroll Institute tells Bloomberg she doesn't think we're going into recession in the next 12 months. It's the 12 months after that that she's most concerned about. The fate of the economy in 2023 ultimately will depend on what happens with inflation and how high the Fed will have to raise interest rates to reduce it to acceptable levels. The Fed's favorite inflation measure rose an annual 6.3% in April, more than triple the central bank's 2% target. Easy with the steering of the ship. And we get put in the right direction and nothing overboard gets knocked over. Bob's World for a Monday, June 6, 2022. I'm Bob Welch. Make it a great day.